Hey, what's up? It's the Den Roach Show, episode 80. A nice, even number. I don't know why that's... It's very visually appealing to me. Nice whole number, even number there. Um, It's Bill hanging out here. This might be my worst introduction ever. Uh, I'm hanging out. Uh, I need to get this episode out desperately to keep the schedule going, which I'm trying to do so very hard. So uh, let's get into it. I want to do a Mountains of Madness here, which is quickly becoming the segment that is basically my journal, I suppose. So let's just go ahead and do that. Mountains of Madness. Fantastic. They're just popping them out like candy. uh, These goddamn teeth. They're just they're just getting in there and just going and just popping them right out. Um, so I had another, uh, nice little wisdom tooth extraction at the end of last week. And, uh, that was, that was another experience. Um, yeah, uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't know what it is about me where I seem to, I don't know if it's that I attract the, the, the odd or the, the weird, or I just notice it, but, uh, I, I went to the surgeon's office and, you know, it was fine or whatever. I was like the only one in there. It's a very it's a very empty building. It's a little ominous in its sort of stark blankness. And I was called back into the, you know, the rooms where the, where they have the procedures or whatever. And I, I opened opened the door from the waiting room into the back. And I heard, I don't know if she, this was another like hygienist or another, another surgeon or an, uh, just a, another receptionist. I don't, I don't know who, what role this person had, but she was talking in a very animated and loud way, something about the Clinton Foundation and George Soros. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What the actual fuck is going on in this place? And she was talking to uh, my, my hygienist who would just be about to be performing on my teeth who was like trying to hurriedly say like, oh yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll tell me about it later because I got to get in this fucking dude's mouth in order to rip out a tooth. Like going off about Clinton Foundation hiding some kind of secret, like oh, some some kind of crazy conspiracy shit about the, the uh, not the Clinton Foundation, the, I'm sorry, the Bill Gates Foundation and George Soros. Sorry, I want to I make sure I'm getting my uh, lunatic conspiracy correct. And I'm just like, okay, oh yeah, this is making me feel like I'm in a, I'm in a nice, cool environment that they're going <laughs> to... They're going to pump me full of shit and this is all going to go okay. Uh, luckily it did. <laughs> luckily it went fine. But I don't I don't understand what dentists... Uh, like it's a little game to them where they just like fill you up with drugs and numbing shit and like put all kinds of shit in your mouth and then just decide to have full on conversations with you. Like they, they have to know, you know, it's like a weird little game that they have. It's like they know you can't really respond, but they do it anyway. Like they'll just they'll ask you uh, questions that aren't really yes or no. That sort of require responses. And, you know, you can't really respond. It's like, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Yep. I got shit in my mouth. I got half of your hand in my mouth. And you want me to, you know, potentially carry on a conversation? It's like, this is not happening. It's not. For one thing, I can't feel my, feel my tongue because you dribbled Novocaine <laughs> from, the, from the syringe all over my mouth after you injected it into the upper part of my jaw. 
And so my tongue is now completely numb. So even if all the shit wasn't in my mouth, I don't think I could actually talk properly. But then you've got a thing that I'm biting down on. You've got another thing. And then you've got half of your hand in my mouth. And you are having a conversation with me. Like, okay, it must be fun, I guess. You know, make the day more interesting. But I would think it would get old after, you know, first couple of years of doing that sort of every day. Sort of like a stale joke, you know, but, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, got another one popped out. So we're we're almost done. Um, I have a couple more procedures to do, but that won't be for at least another about another month from now. So uh, yeah, I do apologize for the um, I, I relaunched the show and then I sort of uh, couldn't make it into what I wanted it to be right away because then I suddenly had a lot less time to do it than I uh, planned on. So I haven't been able to do a lot of the deep dives and sort of things that I wanted to. Uh, and in fact, for this week's show, um, I had planned on doing a sort of um, deep dive that I nixed because I, I started the research on it and um, it was just going to it was just a bummer, to be honest. So I decided not to do it, at least not yet. Maybe I still will, uh, because I don't think the situation is going to change. And if anything, it might actually be getting worse. Um, so yeah, I might still do that maybe soon. I'm, I'm not sure, uh, but I decided not to do it for this episode. So, and I, I don't really want to speak on it unless I'm actually going to do it. But, um, yeah, so that's why the episodes have kind of been quite Moogle heavy and I apologize. This will be another one of those, but at least it'll be slightly different at the very least. Um, and no, I'm not going to change the name of the show to did it all for the Moogle because that would mess up the branding that I've made my very, very important branding, you know, so <laughs> can't do that. Um, but yeah, it has been uh, a, a very hectic time and I appreciate uh, your patience as I navigate this hectic time and still also try to stick to the schedule that I really want to get. Like, it's just a personal thing, you know? Like, I said I was going to do something, and so I want to stick to it. And so that's that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, but anyway, let's jump into a Moogle, I suppose. Cool. Uh, and so on Did It All for the Moogle, uh, it's mostly a uh, segment where I talk about JRPGs, and I, I no longer need to talk about Final Fantasy XIV, but sometimes we also talk about um, other Japanese culture, such as uh, anime I've watched, because, you know, I guess it's just xenophobic to lump it all together, right? And um, so that's one of these times. So we're going to do a little anime check-in because while I was, uh, you know, prepping for the uh, wisdom tooth surgery and then also recovering, um, I watched a lot of anime. <laughs> so uh, I figured I might as well talk about some of it. Um, and as usual, there's some good, there's some bad, uh, and then there's some weird. So yeah, why not? Um, so I watched Your Name, the, the anime film. Uh, I know I'm like... I don't know, six or seven years late to that. And I've had it, I've had it downloaded for a very long time, but I just, I never watched it. And I, I finally did because I couldn't sleep one night. And so I just put it on at like 2 a.m. And I feel like it's a good 2 a.m. watch, you know, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I don't watch a lot of like anime movies unless it's like a um, sort of like a continuation of a series I was already watching. And so it's, it's interesting because in those anime films, those are more structured like movies in my eyes. And your name was actually sort of structured like a mini anime series where there was like clear delineations where it's like, oh, that was a half hour break. And then there was like two more half hour breaks. So it was a 90 minute movie. And but it felt like three distinct like sort of episodes where even to the point where whenever the first half hour break 
uh, began, there was like a musical montage, like almost like like credits were going to roll for like an episode being over. Uh, and so it felt very much like a little mini series. And I think it worked to its credit, um, especially with it, uh, it. It sort of gave it room to breathe because it's sort of a um, it's a sci fi uh, movie about uh, sort of like body switching between uh, the two main characters and um uh, should I spoil it? It's kind of old. Like it, it's a little obvious from the get go, but it's also sort of like a time travel thing, and so it sort of helps it to breathe. Where like uh, a, a reveal will just come, and then it's like boom, that's the end of your episode. And so then now you get to kind of sit with that as it goes through this sort of musical montage, and then like not necessarily time is passing, but like we get to have some movement in a montage where things pieces can move, and then now we can keep the story moving forward rather than just like have it going beat by beat by beat, if that makes sense. Uh, and uh, I, I thought the character work was really good. And um, yeah, I, th I thought it was really enjoyable. And I think that director has a new film out in theaters right now. I think it's called Suzume, I think. I think it's the same director. It's it's uh, getting it's getting some decent buzz right now. Um, yeah, I, I know. I know a lot of people really liked this when it came out uh, a good while ago, and I had been meaning to watch it for a long time. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good watch. I enjoyed it. Um, very good animation. Um, yeah, really, really nothing, no negatives to say about it. Um, well, you know, it get kind of got gross with um, some like, I, I, you know, it's anime. So like, like with body switching with between like a boy and a girl, you know, they have to do that kind of thing. Right. Like a Freaky Friday, you know, like so it's like, OK, <laughs> like body exploring scenes. Right. They keep it to a minimum, but it's always going to be weird, you know. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed the characters. I thought they were good. Um, and then, uh, but speaking of other, uh, continuations of series and anime films, I also watched, uh, Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl, which is the, uh, continuation to Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which is one of the biggest, uh, like, I don't know, sleight of hand titling in in anime where you see that title and you're like, why would I ever want to watch that? And it, it it is so unlike the title that it's it's actually bonkers because I, I that 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 was the impression I got from the title. It's like, why would I ever want to watch something called Bunny Girl Senpai? You know, um, but it's basically if if you're a person who cannot get into the Monogatari series, which is a damn shame, but it's kind of understandable because of the the fast paced dialogue and the interstitial cuts and the um, like the the rapid puns and everything that goes on in Monogatari and sort of it's layered like metaphors that happen and sort of like the the the, the density of Monogatari, then you should just watch bunny girl senpai because it's basically monogatari light and where monogatari is like the um sort of supernatural like in the supernatural realm or like sort of horror uh bunny girl senpai is like the science fiction version um and it where it goes on uh little arcs with the characters and um it, it and it plays with a lot of these anime tropes the same way and sort of turns them on their head and it's just it's just really good and you just will never expect that from just the terrible title um and so i'd watched it uh, a few years ago and i'd never seen the the film which i think came out in 2019 and so i just decided to watch the film and it's also really good but you you, you need to have seen the series because it's a direct continuation of where the uh season uh ends so um 
but yeah, but I I was talking to my brother about this because uh, he had, he had seen it, and it's um we were talking about how like sort of uh kind of the nature of like happy endings in in stories and especially like in time travel stories where 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 things are like you go back in in the past in order to change something in the future and then it's a, a lot of times uh they they always seem just like diversions where like a character is like oh no i have to change this in order to prevent something from happening but then they're not allowed to and so they have to keep the status quo and then they have to learn to be happy with keeping that status quo. And it's always kind of just like, well, what was the point of any of this? Because the characters don't really uh, change or grow from the experience. It's just sort of like a, a diversion. And uh, this movie, uh, which is it's, it's, the title's too damn long. Rascal does not dream of a dreaming girl uh, sort of takes that and flips it where it's like, well, no, you can't necessarily change the past. You could try to, but you're still going to experience it anyway. And everyone around you is going to experience it anyway. And what does that do to you? You know, what does that do to your friends? And what is you, you attempting to undo everything that you've done with the people around you? And what is, what is them knowing that you're attempting to undo that, like cause for your relationships? And what happens whenever it can still work out okay in the end, even if you can't do what you set out to do. And it's just done in a really, really great way. Um, so I, I would I would recommend it, especially if you've already seen the series. It's it's a wonderful continuation. And it's it's not like one like I said, it's not one like one of those movies that's just like a, a diversion or a side story. It it's it's something where the characters uh change and grow and you you have a deeper understanding of who they are be, because of what happens. Right? It's like it's actually like character building, you know? Like it's 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 a it's a story, you might say. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's quite good. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the one, the other series I watched, uh, which is a little out of my wheelhouse, I usually don't watch things like this, is the, uh, the Rising of the Shield Hero. And this is an isekai, and I usually don't watch those, but, uh, on Crunchyroll, it had the sign-in tag, which is for, it's supposed to be for slightly older audiences. And some of my favorite series are geared towards, you know, older audiences rather than like the shonen kind of shit. And so I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. It's in, it's going to be an isekai, but like if it's geared towards uh an older crowd, you know, maybe it's going to be doing some shit rather than just being the standard old whatever transported to another world with my waifu kind of shit. And oh boy, it's um it's like a weird like like alt right incels like dream like it's like the kind it's like a a, a a a weeb teenagers who has like a joker posters like fantasy so so it's an isekai so a dude gets transported to another world and he learns that he's going to be a hero he's going to be the shield hero and he's along with uh three other dudes and they're going to be the one's the bow hero one's the spear and one is the sword i, I don't remember but he's the shield one and everybody hates the shield hero for some some reason. And so he's kind of treated like shit. Uh, but then and, and nobody wants to join his party. But then somebody joins his party. It's this beautiful girl, blah, blah, blah. And she's helping him out. And uh, he buys her all kinds of they're, they're given like a stipend to to buy equipment. And he buys her all this gear after she helped him learn how to level and how the world works, because the world acts like a video game, because, of course, it has to. And um. So they go, they, they do all this all day long and they go to an inn for the night 
Um, but then she tries to get him drunk, but then he says that he doesn't drink. And so then he goes to bed. Um, but then he wakes up and then his money's gone. And then all of a sudden he's getting arrested and, uh, he, he has to, he go he gets summoned to the castle and then he, he's framed for, um, assaulting the girl. And so, so basically, um, the, the, <laughs> the girl is this evil mastermind who, who concocts, um, fake rape charges on him and everybody just, and, 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 and of course everybody believes her, you know, and so he is then shunned from society. They still have to let him do his thing because he's the shield hero or whatever. And so he decides to go full on Joker mode and start treating like he goes full edge lord and starts treating everybody like shit. And he's going to do things on his own and be the loner and still save the world because he's the hero. But he's going to be, you know, the, the singular one lone badass. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, oh my god, like it's like that's how it starts. Like, that's the start. That's the first episode. Like, like it, it, it it's it's <laughs> it's just a lot. It's just a lot for that to be how it starts. And then and then the girl is like basically just his nemesis who is continually trying to get him in trouble further. Um, and then he he becomes a slave owner because slavery is legal in this world, and he picks up uh, a lolly slave because of course he does. And he 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 buys the slave and but then decides that, uh, you know, he'll 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 generously free her. But she likes being with like him as his her master so much that she's like, uh, no, I will put the slave spell back on me of my own free will. I will I will be your slave of my own free will. It's like it's like libertarian, like wet dream it is it is so it is so it's it it's there's so it's so bad it's so bad like it's politics are horrendous it's horrific then he picks up another slave who is also a little girl who turns into a chicken it's it's yeah it's politics are horrific but some of the plotting is kind of fun <laughs> some of the story bits are like oh you know i kind of want to see where it goes but it's politics are horrific absolutely rancid the vibes are horrific it's it's yeah it's <laughs> i feel like i feel like it it like would attract the absolute worst anime fans on twitter just like the worst ones you know the nazis basically which is it, it, it really kind of solidified my whole like yeah i should not watch isekai kind of thing um and then the last one i want to talk about is called uh, the call of the night and this one is only available I, I i believe on high dive and so i had to source this through some blah 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 uh because i no longer have access to high dive because of the whole crunchy roll situation it was it was very nice you know i i do miss verve it was very nice whenever you had access to Crunchyroll, Funimation, and High Dive all under one subscription and platform because I hear the High Dive app is really rough and they now do have uh, some exclusive anime. And so I just went and grabbed some of them and uh, The Call of the Night is one of them. And I think it aired uh, last year. And so I haven't finished it yet. I have a few episodes left, uh, but the premise here is that uh, there is a a 14 year old boy who has insomnia and he decides to go out uh, in the middle of the night to walk around to clear his head or, or try to get tired and fall asleep. And he runs into a woman who is like, hey, I could help you sleep or show you around. I forget how it started. And 
she's like, yeah, isn't the night beautiful? Blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, you can come back to my place. I can help you sleep. And, you know, it, it, it's all very weird, you know, so far, you know, that's a, that's a weird setup. And then he's also like, yeah, this is kind of weird. I probably shouldn't be doing this. And he's she's like, no, nah, it's going to be fine. I'm just going to help you sleep. And then he's like, OK. And then he sleeps on her bed and then she bites his neck. She's a vampire. And that's the setup. She's a vampire. Well, I shouldn't say that's the whole setup. Uh, he uh, then says that he wants to be a vampire because he wants to experience the night all the time and not have to worry about going to school anymore. And she tells him that uh, the only way that he can be a vampire is if uh, she drinks his blood, but he fall is in love with her. And uh, that's the setup. He has to fall in love with her. And uh, don't think about the ages. Don't think about the ages. You gotta, you gotta ignore that. You gotta, you gotta ignore that. You gotta ignore that. You gotta ignore the fact that he's a fourteen-year-old boy. You gotta kind of put that out of your mind. Well, you, not completely because they they like bring it up, you know. But like, you kind of gotta, you know. You can't really. Uh, it's sort of, it's sort of the big, you know. I mean, that's the issue with all like vampire fiction, right? You know, like they've been alive for hundreds of years, but the humans haven't been right. This is the issue with Twilight and you know True Blood and like. Well, I guess True Blood's a little different because like they're all adults in that one. Well, no, the one wasn't, I guess, at the beginning, but you know what I mean? Like, it's that's the that's the real issue of the vampire fiction, vampire romance fiction, I guess, is like it's it's weird, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, this one's not doing itself any favors with the 14 year old protagonist. It really isn't. You kind of you got to you got to put it out of your head just a little bit. Just just a, just a bit, you know, it's still kind of there. It's still kind of nagging, you know? Um, but it's, but it's, this one's fun. It's fun. You know, it's, it's fun. And, uh, the way that they like render the city at night with all these purples and, you know, like the colors are really good and they pop and, um, the opening and ending themes are just very good. Um, and just sort of the way it, uh, discusses like, like burnout and, um, like insomnia is uh hits home you know um but yeah i have not finished it i have, I have a few episodes left so it could like really it could really screw the pooch but like um i like it i like it despite its uh despite its iffy premise you know i'm concerned this might be my shortest episode ever which isn't necessarily the worst thing but i'm wondering if i could stretch this out a little bit what else have i watched i don't know i think that's about it that's worth talking about um i think next time i will uh, have played or maybe even finished more of um, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin and then the whole the whole dream of did it all for the Moogle the the blending of Limp Bizkit and Final Fantasy thing <laughs> complete and uh, the perfect the platonic ideal of the segments will uh, come to fruition so that'll be fun. Uh, I could probably talk a little bit about it now, but maybe I'll just save it for whenever I'm done. The 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 long and short of it is is uh, it's it's a fun game. <laughs> it's fun, but it's fucking stupid. It's very dumb. It's very dumb, and anybody that takes it seriously is, I think, missing the the point. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my hot take on Stranger of Paradise. Uh, so I'll probably have some more thoughts at a later date on that one. Um, what else? Um, might be trying uh, a new format coming up on some side episodes. Uh, look for that in the main feed. Um, any other updates? I don't friggin' know. 
Uh, also speaking of Final Fantasy, I wrote a quick little uh, guide to healing as part of like a sort of portfolio piece. I don't need to get into the hows and whys, but um, I wrote it and it's up on the site. Uh, so go to deadandroad.co and you'll see it there. Uh, I think it's also it, I think it's quite good and informative if you actually play Final Fantasy 14 and would like to um, sort of make the, the jump from being like uh, uh, like a, a basic, you know, like a newer healer to, you know, getting more advanced at the game. I think it's a, a very good uh, starting off point in order to do that. Um, so check that out if you're so inclined. Um, what else? Uh, check out the Kofi page where you can buy some books and also send a dollar or two. You could also buy books on the main site, publishing.denero.co. Um, I'll have some more shit listed very soon. Um, you could also reach out to me, publishing at denero.co, uh, if you need editing or publishing services. Very good rates, if I do say so myself. <laughs> very good. Um, what else? What else? I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. I should probably just stop. I hit the stop record button and get out of your hair. Um, again, I do apologize for sort of the, the bare bones episodes, but uh, that's just sort of the, the way things are going right now. Uh, next week will probably be, or you know, next episode will probably be much better in terms of um, meat on the bone, I suppose, to borrow a grisly metaphor for some reason. I don't know. And um, yeah, because I want to I want to get into um, some deeper stuff that I have some preliminary notes on, but uh, I did not have enough time to give it the attention that it needed. So that's where we're at. Um, but yeah, as always, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, it really does mean a lot. Um, and you can check out the YouTube for clips, full episodes. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple, Apple Podcasts. We're all over the place. Uh, yeah.